So we set out into our new year recalling the old messages of Jesus. Things that I would say now are timeless truths, wouldn't you, of the living Lord that are made relevant to us in these days in the face of a world that seems to have gone bonkers, awashed with lies and deceptions, there are some solid anchors to put down to steady the ship. There are life preservers to grab hold of to keep oneself afloat. And by this I mean the truth of God in Christ as we have come to believe it. A revelation that has stood the test of time which we celebrated over these holiday weeks and one that continues to shine light even amid different degrees of growing darkness. So we set our faith and we turn our face into the bluster of what might be 2024, seeking to live out what a disciple of Christ Jesus means. And let us claim Jesus as our Lord and Savior as we move into these days ahead. And let us trust and let us walk forward in a confidence that is not fool-hearted. A confidence in all that is holy and good, all that is noble and just, feeling that indeed the power of love will persist and prevail. Let us be the person of faith who cares and who makes a difference and delightfully notices others at our left and right that are doing the same. So we enter 2024 looking at this scripture of Jesus dealing with some kiddos in his day and some disciples who thought they knew what they needed to know but needed to know more. And as much as children have always been seen as blessings, I mean, it's really hard not to see them as blessings. Back in these days, in, in Jesus' days, and, and really in many centuries' worth of days, children were seen as blessings because of their utility, of bolstering the family workforce. 
and their usefulness when the parents became less useful and more dependent, the children would care for them. But really, on the whole, children were marginalized and they were minimized as people. Nothing like today, nothing like today when you get a overflowing amount of praise for eating your dinner, when you get trophies for just dressing and getting out on the pitch, right? Back then, if they lived and cooperated, perhaps they might thrive, perhaps. Yet here we have a scripture in our Gospels where Jesus contradicts that perspective of children. And instead of dismissing children as annoyances and as distractions, he welcomes the children into his embrace and he attends to them. And then he speaks about it and makes sense of this gesture, saying, let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is such that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. Yikes. Now, that comes across as very assuring words of caring and belonging to children. That must have been a good experience to hear and to take in in what would appear to be a very heartless world towards children in those days. Jesus was making a statement about God's love of us, I think, and our response back. And I want to just speak a few minutes about that this morning. First, God's, God's love to us. It may be hard to imagine in a world in which a person's worth is judged by their usefulness, yet apparently, God works differently than that statement I made about our society. God values us even if we are not much worth to those around us or to the world in general. Indeed, God works a little differently than the world. Now this is great good news, I think, or it should be great good news to all of us that we are accepted just as we are. Hallelujah. Regardless of our age, our looks, our intelligence, our strength, Regardless of our gender, our, our race, our sexual identity, regardless of our wealth, our status, our ethnicity, our nationality, we are accepted by God 
just as we are. Hallelujah. So you can get out of the rat race. Your life need not be a rat race. You can stop trying to prove yourself. You don't have to be justifying and proving yourself with everything you say and do. You can cease those acts of trying to win love and acceptance. You've already got it from the one from whom it matters the most. Think about it. What a terrible thing it would be to be judged deficient or to be judged less than just because of who you were or because of your natural God-given qualities or attributes. Can you imagine the injustice of this all? If such was the practice among people, Wow. Thanks be to God for showing us the way of appreciating one another, of valuing those who might not be like us. And can you imagine if you had to earn God's grace and your salvation was meted out in response to your perfection? Oh, Lord, what a sad day that would be, wouldn't it? For who among us is perfect? Jesus seems to want us to realize that God's love is for all and offered freely to us. It's an unconditional love that crosses all boundaries to make itself known and builds all bridges for the blessed community to exist. And all we have to do is accept it and live into it, make it real in our lives. And so we come to the second point that I think Jesus is, is talking about, and that is our love back to God. About the children, you know, about the children, Jesus says, to them belongs the kingdom of God. This gets me to think that there is something about I think this is what Jesus wanted us to think. There's something about children and how that something or some things about them are key, are key to our entrance into God's eternal embrace. What is it? What is it about children that Jesus might be trying to highlight? 
it is certainly not their thoughtful theology, right? They're just kids. They're just kids. And it's certainly not a long ledger of good deeds because, come on, they're just kids, right? They're just kids. We don't really know what Jesus meant. We have to infer by knowing the Gospels, by having read the Scriptures. I think it has to do with what I would call those childhood qualities of caring and positive spirit. You notice that in children, right? And of trusting and grateful dependency. What are your thoughts about this? What qualities do you think Jesus was trying to elevate in, in our consideration as adults of faithfulness by lifting up the children and saying, you see them? They're emblematic of what I'm hoping for from all the rest of you. Children, my experience of raising a couple and seeing a few grandchildren come along, children seem, seem to be accepting and caring of others. Just naturally, they seem to be that way until they're taught not to be that way through adult fears or adult prejudices. But before we get the better of them, they seem to just kind of reach out and care for one another. And I think children, truthfully, are, are really dependent, right? They're utterly dependent in their earliest of years. Yet I think they're that way before, or I think they're that way with a, with a sense of trust, with a sense of, of gratitude, until they're betrayed, until that trust is betrayed through adult disregard or maybe adult abuse. But I've even seen some children who have grown to be young adults that still are trying to love their parents who have abused them dearly. It's hard to get rid of that in a human. But the kids, the kids seem to definitely have that, have that sense of dependence and a sense of gratitude of the meeting of that dependence. I'm thinking Jesus is an encouraging us. I might be wrong, but I think Jesus is encouraging us amid a world that is not always compassionate or trustful to see in God one we can love and one we can trust. We can try to love God back the way God loves us. And we can try to love one another the way God loves us. 
God is steadfast, God is true, God's grace is freely offered, God's love is eternal, and that stands up above us as a beacon of how we can try to be. I think that's what Jesus is after. And so I would say to you, go ahead. Let the kid in you out. Let him or her go and have a good time loving God and loving neighbor. Just let love lead in your life and you will find it for the better. And perhaps even in that, the keys and the pathway to the kingdom of God. Amen.